We are here at the Southington Public Library, and we promise not to shush you too much. Hello, this is Brian Williams, and welcome to the Greater Southington Business Podcast. Throughout my career as an investment advisor and working alongside entrepreneurs, nonprofit directors, and business leaders, I've heard some amazing stories. This podcast was created to tell the stories behind the local products and services you use every day. This podcast is designed to inform and inspire. I'm here with Christy Sadowski, who is the Executive Director of the Southington Library, and we're going to discuss some things. How are you, Christy? Um, thanks, Brian. How are you? Doing just fine. So we're here on a rainy afternoon, but that's fine because we're sitting inside. So you started here last July, correct? Yes. Okay. And how is your first year going so far? I think it's going very well. It's okay. It's been a great community, a wonderful staff here. Everyone's been extremely welcoming, so... That's good. And so where were you before this and what brought you to Southington? So I had spent the eight years previous at the Booth and Dimmick Memorial Library in Coventry. Okay. Uh, I started there as a teen service librarian and was promoted to co-director and then director. Okay. Um, I had heard great things about the Southington Library, some of the staff. Uh, you didn't expect or everything going according to plans? Mostly everything's going according okay. to plan. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And what would you say was maybe your biggest accomplishment, thing you're most proud of? Oh, well, we've been doing a lot of little things right okay. now, sort of trying to work up towards a big, some bigger changes okay. here. Um, right. With focuses on um, trying to make the library a little bit more accessible, mm -hmm. um, declutter it a bit, um, and try to make more room for the growing collections and, and bring in some others. So okay. everything that I've done has really been with the support of everyone here. Right. Yeah. And, and their hard work. yeah, there's a lot of uh, great workers here and they all seem to know exactly what they're doing in their little world. And that's great to kind of have specialists. And it feels like a lot of them have been here for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. S several um, for a very long yeah. time. So. Okay. And so this this building that we're sitting in now, the, the current library, how long has this been the current library for? Uh, it was scheduled to open in 1974, but okay. due to some construction delays, finally opened in 1975. Okay. And the building that's across the street that's now the Historical Society, that was that was the original library? Um, that was the, yes. Okay. That was the library before this. Um, prior to that, there were several small libraries. Glanceville okay. had its own. Just okay. So that was the first time it was really grouped together. I see. Okay. And you've done some, some recent improvements, like you said, the accessibility. And I noticed uh, out in the common area, some changes in the outlets. You got the USB ports in there. Everybody's got to charge their devices. And you actually put in the, the charging station, which is, which is great. Is there any other little improvements that maybe people haven't been here in a while? Oh, um, well, we've tried to widen uh, the aisle to the elevator. Oh, okay. Uh, to make that a little bit easier yeah. to get through. Uh, we've... Uh, tried to expand uh, the space for some of the collections, such as the audiobooks, was very crowded. So now there's room for growth in that s section. Okay. Uh, the large print books were on low shelves, so only waist high at best. So we brought them onto okay. taller shelves so that there's a little bit less bending. All right, that's um, good. So it's been small things like that that okay. we've been been working towards. And some some things for the children and teens also. Uh yes. Um, for the teens, we recently put up a soft wall okay. um, up there to uh, give them a little bit more not privacy per mm -hmm. se but sound um, right privacy because it was really carrying down to the computers and 
you know, it is their space. They have every right to talk at a reasonable volume. Right. Um, so we just want to make sure, and, and the people who are working at the computers have every right to expect an environment where right. they can work. So trying to make it a little bit better for everybody that way. All right. Because I think back to when I was a kid and we were just constantly shushed in the library. So that doesn't happen anymore, right? No shushers. <laughs> not unless things get really loud. <laughs> we're not a quiet library. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they're still a public building. Right. Yeah. And with all the programs you have and, and the computer stuff and uh, everything that's going on upstairs. But you do have certain quiet areas where people can go and, and close the door and wall themselves off a little bit. Sort of. But okay. that quiet study room only has three walls. Ah, I see. Right. So yeah. it's still open to below. Okay. Um, and what sort of, I know, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about getting getting a new building, but what kind of in the me immediate future do you see changes here uh, physically? Anything maybe people wouldn't notice or would notice? Not planning any major physical changes other than just, you know, and I think we're at the end of moving things around okay. for right now as well. There's, there's only yeah. <laughs> so much space that we can use. Um, so physical things you won't see too much more of. We're just trying to maintain the building as best we can, make it a little bit brighter. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the biggest thing that people will notice is we're going to finally get some light bulbs changed. Oh, okay. There you go. That'll <laughs> yes. help. Because you find certain sections get smaller over time and you've had to expand other sections. Is that something libraries have to deal with? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the shrinking and, and growing categories for you? Um, well, non adult nonfiction, I think, has been... It's not a little bit less than it used to be, okay. uh, mostly because we don't need all of the reference materials because we have some databases. Right. Uh, as I said, audiobooks is still growing. DVDs are still growing, okay. which uh, is a bit of a surprise with all the streaming services, but right. they're extremely popular. Okay. Uh, we just started an adult graphic novel collection, hmm. um, which is not teen or children. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and I imagine some of that depends on the type of donations you get. You're probably getting a lot of donations on the DVD side as people kind of declutter themselves and, and go online. Uh, some, yes, but uh, the Friends of the Library do take most of those. So okay. We take what we can, but we also... Okay. All right. That's good. And, and, and so you're part of a library system where you can share and pull some other... For, from some other libraries, right? So what is yes. that group that you're part of? Uh, library Connection or LCI. Okay. And how many libraries are part of that group? Something like 35 or 37. Oh, okay. It's, it's right. one of the bigger ones Yeah, in the state. so that's a good part of the state. Okay. Yeah. And how long does it normally take if somebody wants to request something from another library? Uh, it depends on how new the item is. It's a little harder to get the newest ones. Okay. Um, you know, us included, we want to save the things that are brand new and very right. popular for our patrons um, in our community but we get deliveries from the consortia twice a week and we get deliveries from the state every day um monday through friday so okay. usually usually you're waiting under a week sometimes it's longer than that okay. you know and most most things are available through that system it's books and and dvds audiobooks too yes okay yeah all right and they can request that um, at home online. They don't have to come into the library for that, right? No, they, they can do that from home, but okay. if they want help with it, they're welcome to call our reference desk and we're happy to assist. Okay, that's good. And board games, that's fairly new, right? For you guys, that's fairly new? We had a small uh, offering of them up in our teen area. And uh, what we were finding was people were playing them up there, which was awesome, but they were leaving the pieces oh, everywhere. Okay. And not a lot of people knew we had them. So we brought them downstairs so you have to check it out to play it, which right. means the pieces stay together. And a lot more people have known about it. So as 
that interest in that has grown. We've increased, okay. and we actually have a few uh, puzzles in there as well now. Oh right, and you have there's normally a puddle puzzle that's uh, opened up on one of the tables in the in the common area there. So yes, that's good to see that. Um, what are some of your longer standing programs that have been very popular that are just kind of consistent? Um, ones you've had since maybe even before you got here that are popular? Oh, most of them have been um, going on since before I got here. Uh, we actually have a coloring group and a knitting group that meet by themselves twice a week okay. um, upstairs. So those have been going on for a while. The children's department has done all sorts of different mm -hmm. ongoing story times um, di and different ones like that too. So they have the the ones on um, Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings, uh, but then they also have one called Our Town, where you bring, uh, where they bring in someone from the community who gets to talk about their profession and what oh. they do, and then uh, they have like a little play area that's sort of supposed okay. to uh, emulate a little town. So okay. They can pretend with a different occupation. And that uh, that occupation program is a uh, what what ages is that for? Preschool. Preschool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So getting them on a career path early, they can start their internships then, right? Yes. Um, and you've got um, you've got some other newer programs. Is there anything that you've started in the last year that's starting to pick up steam? Um, well, one thing that we've been very excited about, and that's really just gotten going this month, um, it's I've had very little to do with it, but our adult program coordinator Elizabeth uh, Schubert has been working very hard on the third in Connecticut open to the public memory cafe okay. for uh, those experiencing cognitive um, problems or dementia okay. and their families. So we had the first one earlier this week and it's going to be a monthly program where people get together and it's about uh, friendship and fun and mm -hmm. uh, just camaraderie. Okay. So All right. That's good. Something very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a big informational or health session. It's just kind of a, a get together for um, you know, caregivers and their families and people going through that. That's great. Right. And that's one of the earlier programs in the state. So you said there's there's three so three far? Three that are, are public. There's, okay. um, you know, in inpatient or, or care centers that okay. have them, but they're for their clients. So okay. All right. More public ones. Okay. And how about uh, the, the teen and, and tween section there? You kind of think of that as almost a lost area for some of the libraries. They have a lot of these youth programs and then some senior stuff. So how do you how do you cater to that and keep them involved? Well, um, Nicole Kent, when I started here, was part-time and she has since been promoted to a full-time reference and teen librarian. Okay. Um, so she has more hours now with which to offer programs to the teens and tweens. She has a full calendar plan for the summer okay, of all kinds good. of uh, science and crafts um she does a foreign film festival uh which is a different foreign movie every month and then she tries to theme it with snacks from oh, that region fun. or country as well uh, ongoing anime program that's popular and there really are some very exciting crafts planned for this summer um try, trying to think some of them uh, constellation wall hangings celestial scarves okay yeah, so there's a lot to keep it keep it fresh to keep them them coming in here. It's not just books, you know. It's not just the oh, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, it's really more of a central area for them to. I, I noticed uh, Comic Con you have coming up pretty soon, so that sounds like a pretty big deal. Oh uh, yes, so that's going to be our summer reading kickoff this year. Uh, it's actually a program that the children's department has done for I think three, maybe this is maybe the fourth year. Okay. Uh, and and it's actually been 
very well received, very heavily attended. Um, one of our librarians, Molly Varela, has actually been invited to speak about it at different library conventions. Oh. Uh, she brings in a lot of friends of hers who dress up in very <laughs> realistic superhero right. costumes. Yeah. Um, so, That's... and then this year it's going to be all ages, and there's a lot okay. of activities. All right. Yeah, I know the costumes are a big deal in that uh, in that Comic Con world. So that should be fun. Yeah. That should be interesting. Uh, and the summer reading program that isn't just for kids. So you have some some adults that are involved in that as well. Yes, it's a great opportunity for um, everyone to share together in the joy of reading. It's especially important for children and teens so that they don't um, experience summer slide and lose any of the literacy skills they built over mm -hmm. the year. And uh, in addition to just being a lot of fun for everyone, yeah. it's a great way for adults to be role models um, okay. as well. Right. So. And there's some there's some lists for each for each aid group or some recommended things out there or they just kind of read what they'd like. So the governor uh, governor's summer reading program, which I think the schools participate in, does put out lists every year. They're not required. They're just some suggested titles. The schools obviously have their own summer reading requirements here at the library. We're not about making more work or more restriction. Right. We just want you to uh, read for the joy of reading. And OK. You know, right. that's good we encourage it through the program good and you have some other kind of interesting services here i noticed something you have some some 3d printing i know that's not your area of expertise but i know notice you have that there so that's something where if if people are into that and they sort of bring in some of their own plans on a file i guess you can kind of facilitate that uh yes yeah. so you need to bring in something is a stl file okay and you can uh I believe you put your flash drive right into the MakerBot upstairs and okay. it will print out the the object hmm. and Reference Desk will help with that as well. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and of course you have all the services that you come to expect from a library. You still get all the, the local newspapers and you get a, a wide selection of magazines and, um, and you have a lot of local historical documents as well. Uh, yes, we have a local history room uh, that you, uh, again, ask at Reference to be let into. It has uh, decades and decades of old yearbooks. It has okay. maps. It has uh, uh, some other, you know, newspaper articles and magazines that date back quite a while. And in fact, a lot of the local newspaper articles can also be found on our website. Oh, okay, good. Um, and we talked about the the board games, and even you have a couple notaries here too. Ah, uh, yes, we do. Okay, yeah, so that's so. helpful for for the uh, for business people or people who just need something notarized. So that's uh, all available here. Um, so uh, I know we'll talk a little bit about your plans for maybe a new library, but um, is there anything that's that's programs that you're working on that you think will be coming or anything that's um, within maybe not immediate this summer, but out a couple of years? Oh, pro for programs? Yeah, programs. Thinking out a couple of <laughs> years. Um, you know, we do plan ahead usually yeah. a few months, but right. not, not a few years. Uh, one thing that we are interested in doing is offering more makerspace type programs. Okay. Uh, you know, the children's room has offered many of them over the years, uh, but they're specific, you know, either series or one-off yeah. programs just because of space limitations. Okay. But the reference department is trying to find a way to um, put out a few more things that can be done within the library and, and provide a few more resources that they can use for programming. So they're looking into, I think they have recently purchased a Cricut, oh. which is one of those machines that will cut out patterns for you yeah. after you okay. um, out of paper. Uh, I think they've talked about doing soap making programs. Okay. Um, 
right. And you do still, you take donations, so you'll take books and, and DVDs. Is there is there anything yeah. else you, what are the criteria for that? I know they've obviously got to be clean and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. you must get some oddball stuff that gets donated. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And does that go right into circulation here or does some of it go to, I know you sell some books here also. Right, so we look through it and if there's something that we can use, we do try to add it to the collection, uh, but the vast majority goes down to our friends at the library group. Okay. Um, and they have their store downstairs that's open every day that we're open, uh, limited hours, but every day. And the profits from that are put back into the library. So the friends have funded um, in part our Hoopla database, with, uh, which is ebook, audio, movies, graphic novels. Uh, they funded Universal Class for continuing education. They give money to both the kids and teen summer reading programs. Okay. All right, so they do a lot. They how, are fantastic. How else can people contribute to the library? Either do you have some people that do some volunteer work or if they want to make a, a dollar contribution, can they do that also? Uh, yes, we actually have a couple of funds with the Greater New Britain um, Community Foundation for okay. Greater New Britain. <laughs> you have to work through the acronym. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Community Foundation for Greater New Britain. And there are links to that on our website as well. Okay. okay. And we greatly appreciate any donations. Okay. Um, and as far as volunteering time, do you have some parents that help out with programs or do you do much with that at all? Um, not a lot. Occasionally we'll okay. have someone from the community, uh, an organization will, will donate a program, um, you know, something that they do from their store um, or business. And we do have a couple people who will come in, but most of our volunteers work with the friends. Of the okay. Library. All right. And you have, you've had some local authors come in. You've had some, some talks around that. Uh, yes. Um, again, Liz Schubert, uh plans several of those, but our biggest author event of the year would be Southington Reads, which okay. happens in March usually. This past year was Julia Glass, and it is held at the Aquitur. Um, oh, okay. Thanks to the Calvinese Foundation wow. and the Friends of the Library. Okay. So All right. that, that's a great event. We think we get close to 500 people who come in for it. And... Okay. Wow. That is a good turnout. Yes. Um, and so you're, you're also working on a, the longest term project, I guess, is your, is your work with a new building. So why don't we talk a little bit about, I know you're very early or even you know, pre-architectural designs. Uh, so where are we in, the, in that process and what else needs to happen? Um, so the town council recently approved money to uh, hire an architect um, after July 1 so that we can look at, at some plans for a future building. Okay. Um, we've actually, this is something that's been in the talks for close to a decade. Um, and at different times there's been different plans, but so far the right one for the community hasn't hasn't come forward. Right. Okay. Um, so our biggest concerns is, you know, despite what we talked about earlier with accessibility, sure. we're not accessible. Um, even we widened the aisle to the elevator, but the elevator still doesn't meet code. I and see. It, it's, it's really unfortunate and we sure. try to offer these programs that cater to different groups who just by the nature of what they are sometimes do have more people in wheelchairs or with walkers and having them try to get down to our program room is incredibly frustrating for them right. and for us and okay. there's just really no it's the only closed yeah. off room we have in the building um the other pro so the library must be brought up to ada code and it must be brought up to fire code which okay. we're also not, okay. not there. Um, nor do we meet the state library recommended standards for space. Okay. So, um, 
Is that is that space requirement based on the size of the town or just a space in general? Do you know how they put that together? There's actually a multi-page worksheet that looks at the size of our collection okay. um, and, and the circulation of it. So you, we'd look at whether or not it's a growing or a shrinking collection mm. and, and estimate that versus um, then look at the different spaces we need. So for instance, after school, we have a lot of students who are tutored here and, mm. and even in the summer, it's, it's amazing. So we need all the tables with the private right. spaces. Um, if we wanted to have a story time room so that we could offer story times in addition to morning programs for adults, which we can't currently do, okay. um, you know, it looks at different space like that. And then it does look at the population to try to figure it out. Okay. So uh, we are one of the smallest libraries per capita, Okay. but in terms of uh, comparables that maybe are a little bit better to understand. So the town of Wallingford mm -hmm. has a population 1,000 larger than us. Okay. Our library, our current facility could fit in their library three times. Oh my goodness. Door. Yeah, that, that is a gorgeous <laughs> library. Yeah. It is. It is. And, you know, we don't need a palace, but we do need something that people can safely move through the aisles where the bathrooms are actually accessible, mm -hmm. um, where we can hold programs that meet the demand for our registration list. We have to right. register for all our programs, not because we really care, but because we want to make sure that the people who plan to come get seats. Right. Okay. So there's there's additional programs and things that, that are on your agenda that you just don't have the space to and, and to yeah. have them all at once. Yeah. So uh, an interesting example of that was a couple of months ago, we had a recycling program here um, put on by a local organization. Okay. Give me the acronym. <laughs> right. in my name. Um, and it was written up in the paper ahead of time. It had great publicity and we had such a demand for it that it actually filled over a week before the program. Wow. They were bringing in a speaker, so it was harder. You know, we couldn't exactly just make a second one right. that quickly. And our program room downstairs due to fire code, you can only have so many people in it. We can't bring them upstairs because then there's no AV capabilities. Mm. Okay. All right. Not to mention, whenever we do put a program upstairs, we completely disrupt services to the entire library. Right. Which the benefits are wonderful, so sure. we do do it um, quite often. Yeah. But okay. Do you have a, a location in the in mind for the new library? Have they set out a, a plot of land or? Well, we're not one hundred percent positive that we won't just expand off of this building. Okay. That's something for someone with a different educational background <laughs> than me to determine. Yeah. Okay. Um. But besides that, we also have the parking lot over the larger parking lot over to the side. Right. So uh, I believe the plan B, if we can't build off of this one, is to look over there and then turn this area into the parking. Okay. And uh, I think you said July 1st, you can start accepting architectural plans. Is that, yeah, is that the can. timeline? And then, and then from there, what would be the next steps? Uh, so the board of directors will be, and myself will be working, and along with some other library staff. We'll work with the architects to try and come up with a plan that based off of um, our needs mm -hmm. and, and what the primary uses of the library and the community feedback is. And we would like to approach the town council to go to referendum as early as 2020. Okay. Pending how quickly we pull this together. Right, right. And then you could, I guess, conceivably break ground the next year? Um, conceivably, but yeah. uh, even once we get the, we would be going with concept plans. So you'd have to go out for right full design plans and budget okay. for contractors okay. so and what is the what is the one thing that's kind of on your wish list is it just a bigger community room for events or just a or it's a <laughs> so many things right i you know it, it, i say it like a joke but i really yeah. want aisles to be aisles right yeah and they aren't here okay um, 
you know, if you look in front of the circulation desk where we go over from the adult area to the children's area, mm-hmm. there are stacks on both sides and then ones in the middle offset. So you actually can't walk all the way all through. Right. So it's yep. Yeah. So it's all those little upgrades. And that's and that's important because you have you do have a lot of elderly people that come in here and you do have, you know, all the all the ADA stuff you've got to work with. So right. and fire code as well. Yeah. Okay. Um and for the for the summer, what are your what are your normal hours for the summer? Uh, so there are normal hours uh, Monday through Thursday, nine to nine, Fridays nine to five, and we are closed both Saturday and Sunday okay. in the summer. Okay. Is there any other programs or upcoming events or anything you'd like to talk about? We do have an extensive event calendar available yeah. on our website, so I encourage people to look there. Right. Okay. register for programs they're interested in okay and, uh, you know we're always looking for feedback feedback on what we're offering for programs if there's yeah. something you're looking for let us know or in terms of especially while we start talking about um, the future of the library and, and some sort of new facility or yeah. upgraded facility it the way it's going to be the most successful and last for the community is if we get a lot of input right. on that and we make sure that we're doing what is needed right um, so i can we can go with what we observe here, but sure. any feedback on that is greatly appreciated yeah. as well. And I imagine you, you've got a, a library convention coming up, so I imagine you get a lot of good ideas from there and you get jealous of what some other libraries <laughs> have. And uh, is that a national convention or is that a... Uh, that one is a national okay. convention. Okay, all right. Okay, so what's what's the one thing you've seen at one of those conventions that you'd love to have? You know, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I, I saw one thing this morning as I was, you know, previewing some of the... the places yeah. that I wanted to make sure to see. And it, um, we were joking about it. Uh, you may be familiar with the cube that we have um, yep. so for, for DVD storage um, and a little bit of security. It, you put the, you get the case off the shelf and then the DVD comes out one of the slots. Well, there's basically something like that for your entire book collection. Oh my goodness. And it goes floor to ceiling and it has trays of books that come out. So you say which book you're looking for. Yep. It knows which tray it's on. It opens up that tray and you pull the book wow. out. I'm apprehensive because as you know from here, the cube is not always working. <laughs> right, um, right. But it also is great because what they boast is that you free up 95% of your stack space for a community. Mm. So I don't know what the cost would be on that. Yeah. I imagine it's actually comparable to a new building. Right. But um, yeah. it is an interesting concept, especially yeah. when right here, what we're looking for is room for people and room for okay. For safety, right. and I did think of one other other thing is the museum passes, which which is great. That's a something else you should touch on, especially with summer coming up. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic thing. Um, so there's, you know, many many um, museums and different centers around the state that you can get discounted or free passes to. Several of them are what we call print and go, which means you can actually reserve them from home, print them from your home computer or show them, I'm not sure if you can show them on your screen if right. you check in or not. Uh, probably depends on the museum uh, and, and get that discount. And so it's a wonderful way to see the different um, educational, cultural and offerings around the state. Okay. Uh, and there are a few that are available only here that you do have to come in to pick up. You do keep track of your of your traffic and, and how much you've um, people have come in here. And that's, that's actually increased over time, right? Uh, yes. The trend for people coming to the library is increasing. Yeah. Um, mostly what we're seeing though is the collection size increasing. Items Borrow has increased by 168% okay. since this building 
Wow. Was, was, since 1975. Yeah. And program attendance has actually increased 479%. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So people a, out there who are in the community who think libraries are done and everything's done online, that's a total misconception, right? No. Uh, the library of today is very different than the library of 30 years ago right. or even 20 years ago. Right. Um, we're very much more community focused, education focused, um, collaborative learning. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really, you know, we said it before, people aren't walking around shushing anyone. Because right. We do want people to be able to learn and experience things from each other. So. Okay. All right. Great. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. Thank you.